Welcome, everyone. You are listening to the Bear in Below podcast, where your girls Cass and Kathleen are here to bear it all. Oh, yeah, baby. And you know what? We have a lot of new listeners. You know, we are just so blown away. It's been a few weeks now since our launch party, which was so freaking amazing. We had such a great turnout. Um, We had a blast. What do we have, Kathleen? Like over 100 new followers, maybe 150 new followers since our launch party. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's like at 150 within a couple of days. Like it was so crazy. We're just so grateful that people are liking our podcast and feeling our vibe. It's been awesome. I know. I'm just like, it was so insane. And we had some women that are local businesses that showed up that we didn't even know that they were coming. We had never met before. Like, so it was actually people other than just our family and friends, like women supporting women. I am just like, it makes me emotional just knowing that those women showed up for us. Yeah, and it was super great to finally meet a few people in person. We had such a great time with them. I'm telling you, we said it in our speech at the party, but for real, the local Buffalo scene and the community of small businesses is unmatched. I'm telling you, it's, it is such a delight to be a part of it. <laughs> such a delight. I love it's that. It's a delight. <laughs> It is such a delight. Um, But for real, I I second that delight. Um, It was just amazing. And you know what else Mm -hmm. is amazing? This just goes with our episode today about friendships and having a great support group because, oh my God, how freaking blessed are we that we have such a great group of girlfriends that have been supporting us from the beginning and amping us up. They all showed up to our party, you know, a few couldn't make it, which totally understand. We know that they were supporting us from a distance, but our group of girlfriends, wow. Just wow. That's all I can say. Having those female connections in your life is like magic. It's just so powerful, isn't it? Yeah, it is. And it takes a while to to get those beautiful women in your life sometimes, you know, and you go through all these different waves in your life and different friendships and different connections. And maybe some people are there just for a season and maybe some are there for a lifetime. But when you get that solid group of women that support you and are there for you and lift you up, hold you down, it is pure magic. It increases your serotonin like immediately. And did I say that word right? Serotonin. (laughs) Yeah. Well, you know, it didn't sound right. (laughs) Well, you know, I majored in psychology in college, so I can confirm that's how you say it. You're good. Thumbs up. Oh, thank you. I was like immediately when I said it, I'm like, wait, serotonin? Nope. Serotonin. (laughs) (laughs) It sounds like a nationality. Yeah, it does. You're right. But for real, though, it just like, I know, and I and I know that you're the same way too, but my connections with my friends, it's like literally life-saving. They are mm-hmm. lifesavers. You are a lifesaver. Like I thrive off of the good energy that I have around me by my girlfriends. Oh my God. Absolutely. And just like the female experience in general is something that you just can't get with men. I feel like, you know, even if you have the 
best marriage. Yeah. Like (laughs) your husband's your best friend and you, you know, you got that going for you. That's great. But they still don't fucking get it. You still need a couple of girls, even if it's just one very close girlfriend. We don't all don't need the giant group of friends, even just one close girlfriend that you can that. Yeah, that you can go to and just like dump your shit on, not dump your shit on. I probably do that too much, but just someone that you're (laughs) you can talk about the female experience with that men. Just when you try to talk about it with them, they just look at you like a deer in headlights. I can't be bothered with that. I know it's such a different connection. Well, why don't you tell me your top three qualities and a friend that you need specifically? I'm interested to know. I think I know, but I want to know more. (laughs) Okay. So top three qualities that I want in one of my friends is support. They support you no matter what. And Mm -hmm. and they're completely open-minded, even if it's something that they're not into or that they wouldn't do or they think is fucking crazy. They still are there to support you. That's a good one. Yeah. Another one is no competition or jealousy. Like, we are all in this together. Like, you don't have to be one-upping each other. You don't have to be, you know, if I say that I freaking ate shrimp, you don't have to be like, yeah, well, I ate lobster. Or, I don't know, (laughs) that that was a stupid example. (laughs) That was the stupidest example ever. (laughs) But you want to know what, though? People that are like that, they fucking get like that. It literally is the most minor, ridiculous thing you can think of. And they will figure out a way to one-up you. And then you're just sitting there like, okay. Oh my God. Okay. Yeah. For you with your lobster. Yeah. And I probably used a food example because the story of my life is that I'm always hungry and it's (laughs) national. We're recording this on national chicken wing day and I've been looking at chicken wings all morning. So I don't know. Freaking food is just on the mind and I haven't had breakfast, but anyways. Oh, geez. So, (laughs) (laughs) so And then I think my third one is just, you know, I'm all about the energy. Like, yeah, energy type of like, yeah, I want you to dance with me all night long type of energy. But besides (laughs) that, also just like the energy of, okay, great sense of humor, positive. um, Just, you know, when they walk into a room, I want to go and hug them and pick them up and spin them around and like, Every time I see you, obviously. That was like our origin story. <laughs> it was, yeah. <laughs> but seriously, just like an all-around good energy is so important to me because I try to be that type of energy for other people and I want that back. I don't know if that's too much to ask for, but... <laughs> I guess it depends on who you ask, but I think yeah. if you're... <laughs> I think if you're friends with someone who does have um, the high energy like you do, you're probably, or if you meet people that have that high energy, you're just like attracted to them immediately. And that's why you became friends with them. Yeah. And I, and I guess it doesn't even have to go as far as being as like probably what you would say, like as crazy as me or as hyper. Like, I don't even mean Mm -hmm. that type of energy because you are more calm out of the two of us and you are more, you know, mellow at times, but you still have a good energy. Like you don't need to be like screaming at the top of your lungs like I do half of the times, but 
It's just like you have a good energy, a calming energy. That's still a great energy that I want around me. Gotcha. Yeah. I I love that you called me calm. I don't think my husband would agree with that. But thank you. <laughs> <With certain things. laughs> calm and things. mellow. Thank you for that. No, I do. I, I kind of, uh, I pop back and forth between a higher energy and then more of like a more mellow vibe. I'm, I'm not the high all the time probably more how you are but I love that about you it's good to have friends of course it's good to have friends that are a little different from you too I mean if you're friends with a person who's got literally the same exact personality as you and I'm not talking about things in common we obviously all need things in common to vibe with people but you know if they run their life and do the same exact things you do that's kind of boring I don't know I I like uh I like having people in my life that are a little yeah different than me yeah. What are what are your top three things that you look for in a friend or that you want in a friend? They're pretty similar to yours. Actually, I just worded them a little bit differently. Okay. I didn't read Cassie's beforehand because I wanted to be surprised with it. And I'm laughing yeah. because what I wrote down is like the same thing, but just in a different phrasing. So the first thing I wrote was, I like a friend that's non-judgmental, which is kind of similar to your statement, how you want a friend that's like open-minded. Yes. It really means a lot to me to have a friend in my life that's not judging my every move or like making a lot of like comments on what I'm doing or momming me and kind of looking down on me like I'm like a charity case or something like that. Yeah. Like no matter what stupid shit we do, they're still going to be our friend and listen to us without Mm -hmm. judgment. Yeah. Like I can feel vulnerable around them without being afraid that I'm going to be judged. And I think a lot of that is probably just my own shit. I'm always worried about being judged. Go back to episode two. You can hear all about that. You need to have a down ass friend where they're not going to judge you for anything. Yeah. My issues aside, just in general, you want girlfriends in your life that you can say whatever and they know you at your core they know you inside and out and they're not judging a goddamn fucking thing that you're doing that's really important nobody wants to fucking feel like that yeah it doesn't exactly inspire um open conversation but anyways okay um number two (laughs) i wrote down i want a friend that's fun that can like let loose that's like not stiff (laughs) we're like writing the same shit that's so important, though. I love how we're not saying, like, um, all these super deep things here. We're like, we just want somebody fun. Yeah, <laughs> like, come know. on. I want someone that'll dance with me, but not, you know, I have a few friends that, like, they don't really like to dance a lot, and that's totally fine. But I just want a friend that likes to have a good time, that just wants to let loose, isn't so, like, stiff and, you know, got to fucking stick up their ass. Like, I don't know. Some people are like that. Like, it's okay. You be you. But that's not what I want in my life. <laughs> I know. I wonder what goes on in those friendships that the people that do have a stick up their ass, like what mm-hmm. are they, what do they do for fun? I don't get it. I think they probably just go to brunch and sit there and judge everybody. That's what I'm assuming that they're up to. I don't oh, know. Yeah. Right. Oh my god. They just Sounds sit so there. Ugh. I know. Yeah, and just stare at each other. <laughs> All right. They just sip their mimosa and stare at each other and make faces at the crazy girl screaming, walking by, a.k.a. me and you. Us. Yeah. <laughs> like, ugh, can you believe these girls were in a restaurant? This behavior is inappropriate. 
All right. Well, then number three, my last thing I wrote down, I want a friend who at their core is a good human being. And by that, I mean, I want a friend whose intentions in their life is never to hurt anyone or anything. Of course, a person like that still makes mistakes. They slip up. They fuck up. Hello, that's me. But you can tell the difference between a person like that and then a person who is actively trying to hurt other people. And maybe they're projecting their shit onto other people. That's how they're dealing with it. But that's not a bitch that I want to fuck with. I'm not into the mean girl behavior. I super fucking hate that shit. And I don't want anybody around me that's operating like that. I love that you said that because it really is so important, like especially at our age right now being, you know, 36, 37 years old, like maybe we would ignore that in our in our 20s or mm-hmm. maybe put up with it if they are just a good time and like, oh, but they kind of do some shitty things are really mean. I don't know. Maybe we would have been a little bit more not okay with it back then, but willing to put up with it now at our age, it's like, no, we're not, we're not going to put up with that. Like if somebody is just an awful person, like goodbye, we don't need that negative energy in our life at all. You know, that's also not to say that like, maybe I I'm pretty sure all of us have maybe had a bad friend moment, like meaning maybe we've been a bad friend Mm -hmm, um, in certain situations. To reiterate what you said, like good people make mistakes. Great friends have maybe been made a bad friend move. Have have you ever been? I know I have been a bad friend before in my life and I still, I'll probably think about it until the end of time, even if it happened (laughs) in third grade. Right. Like just because that's what I do is it's going to bother me. But have you ever been a a bad friend to anybody or a situation that you could have been a little bit better in? For sure. And I definitely touched on it a little bit in um, episode 10, um, part two of Healing Girl Summer. And it's that was a hard thing for me to admit. Um, if you haven't listened to it, go back because I've tried really hard over my life to be a friend that is very thoughtful and caring and supportive. Like, I always just want to be there for my friends, but because I had such a difficult time setting those boundaries and speaking up for myself, like, I really have a difficult time with confrontation. It's hard for me. I think I became a bit of a toxic friend and I like kind of leaned into like a victim mentality, you know, like I talked about the gossiping and I would vent about certain friends to my other friends behind their backs. And, you know, and I talked about how how I was a big problem of what I was venting about, but um, it's hard to, it, it's hard to reflect on that because I feel really bad about things that I've done in the past and and things that I've said. And what I really had to do was just like grow up and learn how to use my voice in those situations that made me uncomfortable and didn't sit right. And I also had to learn how to walk away from people and do so confidently. But I couldn't for so long because I wasn't confident in myself and my decisions. When I stopped gossiping <laughs> and venting 24-7 I um, and just started instead working on myself. I feel like I'm able to experience my friendships the way I always wanted to, and I feel more comfortable being that good friend, that thoughtful, caring, and supportive friend that I always 
really wanted to be and and just had such a hard time being and it feels so much better in my life in particular and my friendships are stronger oh yeah totally so many of us women that maybe did have these like quote unquote being a bad friend in certain moments or at certain times in our life is really a reflection on maybe how we were brought up mm-hmm. or trauma that we experienced because I used to have um, a lot of jealousy issues. Like, really? And, I would not know that. Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, with, with certain things. it was It's so weird. And I feel like because I like to, with a lot of my relationships in my life, I used to want to just hang on, like mm-hmm. hang on. If I had that friend, I wanted her. Yeah, we could have like a group of friends, but one of my best friends who I give examples of all the time because she's been my best friend since third mm-hmm. grade. Oh my God. I wonder if she remember, remembers this story, but we were in um, eighth grade and that's when like everything was going on with my family and stuff. And I was kind of shunned out from, from this one girl, not my best friend one, but another girl. And I wasn't invited to the birthday party. And again, this is probably just stupid middle school, high school shit that a lot of people go through anyways. But oh my God, what an awful friend because I'd been best friends with this one person for so long, but I was so jealous that maybe she was going to be better friends with the other girl that she was going to her birthday party. And I wanted her to come to my house instead. And I, oh my God, this is so embarrassing. I wrote, I forget what I wrote, but I wrote something on the bathroom wall about my best friend. I forget what I said. I know. And I thought I disguised my handwriting and I didn't. And she went to the bathroom. I mean, we're in freaking Barker Central School. There was literally only like one toilet in the whole place probably. So she (laughs) went into that one. She came out and I'll never forget it. She came stomping down the hallway and she looked at me and she was like, bitch like that damn (laughs) yeah I thought she was gonna beat me up and she's like the sweetest person so for her to like bring that out in her but that stemmed from I needed more attention maybe from my dad which that's a whole other fucking episode yeah well um, I think yeah (laughs) you know like just more going on in in the home life that I needed to latch onto these people and not let go. And I did that for a while in my life, not writing on bathroom walls, but um, latching on. And like, even if that friend wasn't good for me, I'd latch on. Or maybe because I was jealous of that person, like you said, maybe gossip. Mm -hmm. So we've all had some, I feel like, bad friend moments. And to make us feel better about ourselves, if anybody can write in maybe a story about their bad friend moment, <laughs> yeah. we can all <laughs> feel bad together or maybe not feel bad, but appreciate the growth that we've gone through because we don't have these bad friend moments. Oh my God, for sure. And I was thinking about it the other day. There's somebody I know from my past, not a girlfriend, but uh, his best friend. This guy has had to distance from that friend because what it sounded like to me, the guy hasn't changed since high school. He's the same old person he always was. And I, I said to the guy I was speaking with, I said, you know, we've all had our toxic ways about us in our past that are probably from our childhood trauma like you and I have brought up. However, 
at this age, if you're not working on yourself, and I don't say that in an aggressive way, I say that in a very real and true way. If you are not working on yourself bit by bit, little by little, going inward, figuring out why you do some things that you do that are hurting people around you, what the fuck are you doing, right? Like, and that's and that's the difference between having maybe a bad friend moment or just being a really fucking shitty friend and person all around. And even the quote unquote shitty person, they could be projecting, you know, their father beats them at home. So they it's like, you know, right. that's like the quintessential bully behavior. The kid gets beat at home for any small little misstep so then they go beat up the kid that's smaller than them but that's a very real thing so yeah you're a shitty person at your core but like that doesn't mean you can't change you know the only people that that can't like physically change is a clinical sociopath any one of you out there that engages in that type of like bully mean girl whatever behavior you have the ability to change you really do or maybe you have somebody in your life that is like that and maybe they've been your friend and they've been this way your whole life but they're just bringing you down every day like so and and if they're not willing to change then maybe that's when it's time that you need to take a step back and you can't feel bad about that either and again it doesn't mean that you guys can't be friends again maybe one day if that person decides to change or if they realize have these revelations you know revelations rev when they have these revolutions. No. Not revelations. It is right. <laughs> it's not revolutions. We're not talking about the Revolutionary War. Revelations. Okay. <laughs> I had it right. I need to stop second guessing myself. Yeah, I don't know why you're doing that. You had it right. Like I was I don't I was feeling what you were putting down. Now I'm completely distracted thinking about George Washington and the Revolutionary War. Okay, I need to stop second guessing myself. So your friend, to hop right back in, your friend might have a revelation and they might be coming back into your life and that's great. And then it's up to you to decide if you want to let them back into your life or not. So Cass, you make a really good point because there are some friends in our lives where You just kind of have to make the decision that it's time for you to walk away. But ending a friendship can be, oh my gosh, I feel like it can be so hard. It it feels like you're ending, it feels like a real breakup with like a guy. It can be really hard on both ends. If if you're the one that's getting ghosted or if you're the one that's having to kind of step away, whether it's a big dramatic moment or a slow burn, you know? Oh my God. I know. I feel like... Because you've invested so much time in this person, maybe for your whole life or for years, um, maybe a short period of time, that one should be a little easier for you. But it is, it is so hard. And, you know, like I, like we just said, maybe it's not even forever, but you just need a little break from somebody. And I feel like you can start doing that by setting some clear boundaries with this person. So if they're constantly a negative person in your life, you are getting drained every day and they text you a hundred times a day with their problems, like every single day. But you know, obviously that can get a little overwhelming for you. And so instead of being at their beck and call 24-7 without them reciprocating anything for you, um, or they're like you even mentioned, like constantly just 
talking about shitty things all the time, like put up a boundary. Say, you know what, I I can't listen to this for the rest of the day mm-hmm. <laughs> or something. Or if they ask to meet up, you tell them, I'm sorry, I, I can't meet up today. And if they ask you the next day, you know what, this week is just not a good week. You need to start setting these boundaries. If they are a person that calls you a hundred times a day, stop answering the phone. They'll eventually get the hint. And that's not even being uh, passive aggressive. That I feel like is setting a boundary. And then if you're trying to cut them out for life, like, I mean, or just totally cutting them off, maybe not for life, but I feel like you don't even need to announce it. I had an issue with that. I don't know if you did, Kath, but I hate just like is what they call nowadays, I guess, ghosting. And luckily I haven't had to do this lately, but I am all about open communication. And I do think that you need to have a conversation with this person and tell them maybe how they hurt you or how they've drained you. But if they're not receptive to that, it's okay to cut them off without notice. Like you've given enough chances. Don't you think like if you've set the boundaries, you've tried to have a conversation with them, at some point it's okay to just walk away. You don't owe them anything else. That's a really good point. Yeah. And I think a lot of times, especially like in our 20s, it doesn't happen in such a healthy way, I guess. Like we're, I'm communicating my boundaries yeah. and I'm telling you and I'm trying to talk. I mean, it usually- We didn't do that back no. then. <laughs> I think we can definitely do that now. Even then, it's so yeah. kind of hard. But I feel like we're also a little bit smarter at this age of like assessing people when we first meet them, right? Yeah, before we even get to this point. Really, if you think about it, now that I'm I'm kind of spitballing here, I feel like these are mostly friends that we've met in our younger days that we mm-hmm. vibed with, had a lot of fun with, and then over time as we've matured or we've changed or what have you, these friendships just don't quite work anymore. That's when it's so it's hard. It's really hard to address these issues and confrontation is not an easy thing. So you're probably just like ignoring, 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 and then there's like an explosive argument. And then that's almost an excuse to be like, okay, well, we're done. You know, we've said these horrific things. We're not going back. Or on the other side of things, this is more how I used to be because I was so afraid of confrontation. I would just kind of like fade into the darkness. Like you're just slowly but surely like you're just (laughs) never going to hear from me again. (laughs) Oh my God. Yeah. And, and I, I am totally against that. Um, but it comes a point in time. Yeah, of course, like earlier in your earlier days and stuff, but I have had that happen to me and I get so distraught. But again, I wasn't the one being a bad friend. I wasn't the one being a bad friend. Obviously. Obviously. No. Um, but yeah, that is different than now what we're saying. Like we're saying now, if you've attempted to have the conversations or you did have the conversation and that person, your friend is not respecting the boundaries. They're not respecting the fact that maybe you need a little bit of a break and that they can't blow up your phone 24 seven to just dump Mm -hmm. on you or treat you poorly. Or if they're constantly, like we said, judging you or um, not being a supportive friend, like if you've exhausted all options, have a conversation, then 
for sure fade in the darkness. They don't, you don't owe them anything else. That's, that's like healthy ghosting, I guess, if you want to get technical. Yeah. I don't, yeah, yeah, there we go. Yeah, I, like I don't that. think there's anything wrong with that. You you've assessed the situation in a mature way. That's a that's the grown girl way of handling something like that. All right, guys. So we actually put it out on our Instagram to see if anybody had any questions for our friendship episode. And one that really hit home for Kathleen and I is how do we make friends? The older you get, the harder it is to make friends. Whether you're in your same city and you're just looking for somebody else that maybe does the same hobby as you or interested in the same things as you or like us that have moved Mm -hmm. out of state. How the hell do you make friends at our age? It is so hard. It's terrifying. It's, I, I mean, I'm married, but I feel like it would be more terrifying than going out on a date with a guy like trying to oh my god yes it sounds terrifying I mean it is terrifying and quick example when I first moved to Minnesota I work in an office with a lot of older guys Mm -hmm. like I'm in sales my company you know just has a lot of men so I actually got a second job at David's Bridal up the street from my house and I'm like I need another job so I can interact with some females. Like that's going to be my only way to meet some females. And actually one of my best friends that I have here right now, I met at David's Bridal. I have a couple of friends that I'm still in contact with. So I guess I don't want people to work harder than Mm -hmm. they already do, but that is a really good way to meet some females is to get another job, maybe in a restaurant or maybe, yeah, at a David's Bridal where you don't only women are going to work there. Exactly. I have a similar situation to you. Like when I moved to Austin, Texas in my early 20s, I did have a job for a year, but same thing. I was working with a lot of older men and I just wanted to meet some new people. So I just got a job at a restaurant. I started waitressing uh, and I met a couple of girls there that I was extremely close with, still keep in touch with to this day. And that was my way of just like meeting people that didn't feel so crazy. But again, you know, you don't want to have to fucking work more to make new friends. So we've got some other tips for you. Yeah. And oh my God, I remember a funny story when Carmen and I first moved here, we were at a Timberwolves game. That's the NBA. Um, if you didn't know, Kath, but I know we were at the game. <laughs> what? what? <laughs> but we were sitting there and we were totally vibing with the couple next to us, but we felt so weird <laughs> right. about that. Like didn't want to ask them for their numbers because they probably would have been like, um, oh my God, these people must have pine upside down pineapples in their house or something. <laughs> She was talking Kardashians with me. They were talking sports. They got up to leave and they were like, oh my God, it was so nice to meet you. And they got up and left and me and Carmen looked at each other and he was like, I thought you were going to ask her for her phone number. And I'm like, no, I was too scared. And it was like our friends that got away. It's so awkward, right? Like in your adult life to ask somebody for their number, like to be, will you be my friend? It's super awkward. I know. It's so awkward. Like I hate it. Let's normalize, you know, asking people of the same sex for their for their phone number when you first meet them because I mean, and that's the thing, you really do just have to be a little bit more bold. There's a lot of transplants everywhere you go. 
it's really hard for people who are a little bit more introverted and a little bit more shy. Stuff like that yeah. is hard for people like yourself who you're extremely extroverted and you're extremely bold and, and that is intimidating for you. So imagine somebody that's maybe has a touch of social anxiety or they're just naturally in, introverted. It's That's really hard. I feel like this age group, there's, uh, you know, quite a few stay at home moms that do have that personality type. And it is really hard for them to branch out to other like minded people like other moms that have kids the same age. Maybe they do have some of their own friends, but maybe their friends don't have kids or they have kids that are much older or younger, what have you like those group of people, those group of women, I should say, are definitely looking for ways to connect with other women in a way that isn't so scary. Right. Where you're not just like throwing yourself out there. I know it's easier said than done. I'm like, oh, just who cares? Ask somebody for their phone number or whatever. <laughs> just like go to this event and, you know, we it, for our launch party, I'm sure maybe there were some women that wanted to come, but it's a little intimidating just walking into mm -hmm. a room where you don't know anybody. I'll be honest. I wouldn't have done that truthfully. But before I moved to Texas, my dad said something to me that really always stuck with me because he also traveled a lot right when he was 18. He moved out of state. He did say, when you leave your comfort zone when in of your hometown, you're going to end up making friends and hanging out with people that you would never have even dreamed of hanging out with back at home. And he said, it's really uncomfortable and maybe sometimes it's a little annoying or exasperating to you, but you will over time open your mind and open your heart to different ways of living, different perspectives, different people's stories that you never would have heard. It really just broadens your existence overall. Hearing him tell me that really helped me kind of push myself through that uncomfortable phase of like, yeah. hey, let's go grab a drink or, you know, asking for somebody's number. And like we said, we don't, you, we're not wanting people to get another job to do this. But I think if you're doing things that are authentic to you, for example, if you like to read, join a book club. Yes. If you like sports, join, you know, your local, <laughs> I was going to say YMCA, whatever, your gym. <laughs> You know, go shoot some baskets if you're if you're sporty, like just something like that. And I think naturally you'll connect with the person that's there and then you'll get that little like boldness and you're like, all right, I'm just going to go for it. It's like dating. Yeah, totally. And, you know, they have websites now or Facebook groups like you should just wherever you're living, even if, like I said, even if you are in Buffalo and I did see that Buffalo has a ton of friend and social gatherings. And again, I know that can be intimidating, but they mm -hmm. since these events and these social gatherings, if you go to one that's on like meetup dot com or something. They are specifically designed for this reason, for you to meet people, for you to make some friends. Um, and they're going to have those interactive activities that are going to get everybody involved. So nobody's left mm -hmm. standing in the corner like, oh, is somebody going to come talk mm -hmm. to me? Or I know how do I, you know, like that's so scary. So they're going to have things going on that are going to get everybody involved. I actually heard on a podcast that I listened to before they started their own podcast was super into another one and they joined the Facebook group of all the other people that listened to that specific podcast. It was again, like-minded people listening to the same thing. She said she had moved to New York 
York City, was all alone, knew nobody, couldn't take the loneliness anymore because that sucks. I mean, the loneliness should be scarier than asking someone to hang out. Yeah. But it obviously doesn't work that way. So she ended up, it was her birthday, didn't want to be alone. She reached out on the group, put a post. Hey, um, it's my blah, blah, blah birthday. I'm going to be at this bar at this time. Whoever wants to meet me. She said a girl met her out. She was, I had the best night. Oh my God. I love that story. Isn't that crazy? We should start like a Facebook group for all of our listeners. Maybe that's how we can help connect people and form some new friendships. Yes. Oh my God. I love that. Taking it back to the beginning of the episode, women connections is powerful. We need it in our lives. I don't care if you've got one or 20. We need this in our lives for us as females. Yeah. And that is just so important. Like you just need one or two great supporters and somebody to make you feel a little less lonely and you're golden, baby. I mean, that is amazing. Totally. Well, I think we should wrap it up with your beautiful quote that I know that you've got for us. You always say that. I'm like, oh my God, so much pressure. I Because I don't know what it is and I'm always so excited for it. I have to wait the entire episode to hear it. I know. I like that you don't read what I put down as the quote of the day. Okay. So it's it's short and sweet. Stick with people who pull the magic out of you instead of the madness. Oh my God. Fuck yeah. <laughs> I wish we got to get these up on YouTube so everyone can see your reaction that you just had. I like the way that's worded, though, um, because it's fucking true. And that's one thing. We should be paying attention to how we feel around certain friends. Do you leave feeling good or do you leave feeling yucky? That's a big thing. Okay, it's time to wrap it up with our below shoutouts. <laughs> Oh my God, I love it when you do that. We need to freaking get into an acapella group. <laughs> oh my God. All right, guys, we are shouting out our girl, J. Nicole Designs. Jeanette, hi, we love you. We girl, wanted to hey. give you. Hey, we wanted to give you a little shout out today. Our girl sells the cutest jewelry. She repurposes vintage designer buttons and makes the most amazing necklaces, bracelets, earrings. They're so cute, right? Oh my God. Every time she freaking posts something, I'm like, okay, I want that. I want that. I want that. I want that. Yesterday she posted these gold chains and they're reversible. Christian Dior, sparkly glitter one side plain on the other oh my god I'm so mad I don't have one I know exactly what you're talking about and I'm so mad that I don't have one so maybe she'll give us one no I'm kidding (laughs) (laughs) oh my god but they're so good literally obsessed I'm like I just want to sit there and watch her make one one day because I'm like how does somebody figure out how to make this stuff she is so talented I'm like blown away Mm-hmm. Yeah. So give her a follow on Instagram. It's j.nicole underscore designs. And she, Cassie, is actually part of a really awesome nonprofit organization called Power of the Pack. And their platform is all about supporting other women in business versus competing with one another that are in similar fields to you, which, oh my God, I super love that. I feel like we all have this natural instinct to kind of be competitive with each other, but um, why? Why do we need to do that? 
Yeah, exactly. And everyone just needs to support each other. That's exactly what the purpose of Power of the Pack is. Their mission is to empower and uplift women. A woman alone has power. Collectively, we have an impact is what their mission statement is. And I just love that. So fitting for this episode. So give them a follow as well at Power of the Pack. W-N-Y. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in today. We loved this episode. We hope that you did, too. Please feel free to DM us or send us a message of maybe your own friendship experiences um, in stories. We appreciate every single one of you and especially our friends. Go give your friend a big hug and tell them how much you love and appreciate them today. And that is a wrap for us. Go on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or Spotify. Rate us five stars and a review. We would absolutely love and appreciate that because we want to keep this train moving. All right, everybody. Go have a wonderful week. Woohoo! Have a wonderful day. We love you. The cheerleader's coming out in me. Uh-oh. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> 